Okay, we're recording now. Okay. We're live, Mr. Midler. Oh, yeah. Live and alive. Indeed. So, living the dream. Oh, yeah. Dreaming. Believing. Believing. Dreaming. Breathing. Mm. Last bit of the music was Take a nice diaphragmatic nostril breath. With my blocked nose. It's gonna unblock your nose, Jenny. Okay. Your hands loves it. And uh, welcome to Flam with Jamie McGlue.
possibly for obsessed man with For obsessed. For 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 inspired. Exactly. Um, yeah, you could pop her in the shadows if you would. Oh yeah. will be part of proceedings. So, alright, um, <clears throat> so we're going to begin with a discussion <laughs> um, of, uh, so, crazy things that have happened in, that we just remember in dreams, but stuff like that, like, I don't, I haven't written it down, you know? Um, yeah. So, like, one thing would be I remember a very vivid dream where I don't really remember what led up to it, but there was this sense of, um, it was very visual and kind of engaging. And there's all these things going on, like plot lines. And then there's this sunlit kind of scene and some guy was kind of like very tanned and kind of baldish and like quite big, but healthy looking. Uh, um, what's, that, what's that guy? Sri, um, Bob. Sri Yuteshwa? No, it was the guy, uh, I think he's Muji's and um, Gangaji's guru, or whatever. Uh, Sri Harilal Puna, or whatever. So, okay, don't like um, But uh, uh, yeah, anyway, something like that. And uh, like, this guy's in your dream. This guy's in my dream, and I'm in his dream. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, this guy, he says to me, me, hunger is the mind. And I don't know what led up to this, but it's just this moment, like, the guy says to me, hunger is the mind. And then I have this kind of, like, I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, I kind of have this, like, kind of knee-jerk, almost like, almost like I'm acting, kind of response. But, but how can that be true? This, this dramatic thing. And he just looks at me, he kind of leans towards me, <laughs> doesn't say anything. And that's how the dream is. Well, that's what I remember. That's all I remember from it. Like, what's that all about? That's, yeah. like, safeguarding my evolution or something as a... Yeah, Richard exactly. Dawkins. Right. See, right. Yeah, I mean, if that is your mind emptying the trash each night, that's some pretty profound trash. Mm. Yeah. Hunger is the mind. Some treasure in that trash. Oh yes, very much so. Um, so that's very yeah. deep. Uh, something that came to mind would be came uh, to dream. Came to dream. It's just I mean, this come to dream to me that. I was just dreaming the other day that um, you said, um, so basically what happened, this is very visual. So there are ones where it's more like a poignant emotional revelation, you know, but this one, I just remember being on like a BMX and I was like, I was like a wizard on this BMX bike in Dunkirk Senior High School, basically. Makes sense. And I was like going out around at a huge pace and I was kind of like doing tricks with my wheels on like statues and things, which were there. Uh, so, and then at a certain point, I make my way, I'm, I no longer have a wizard hat, but I, it's like, it's gone from like seeing myself in the third person to being first person. And I find my way into this sort of temple thing. And then there's a huge flood and I'm, or at least I was near this temple. Somehow I end up sitting on top of this giant tortoise or giant turtle, one of the two. 
and then a flood happens and everything is suddenly underwater and I'm looking around 360 degrees around me and it's just boundless ocean everywhere and I'm basically serenely on top of this giant tortoise turtles all the way down giant turtle yeah. which one's got the this um, one the cute turtle. one I think it's turtle yeah giant it's turtle like the Galapagos turtle whatever the one looks like hundreds of years old years or something but yeah it felt like uh Atlantis and Don Craig or something. Mm. But yeah, Atlantis that was high school TV show. Atlantis High. Atlantis High. Just yeah. a bunch of like yeah, maybe that would teenagers back in Atlantis. Just like all this esoteric stuff yeah. in the background, like the teachers having conversations. Mystical geometry. The yeah. kids just being like, oh man. That's positive, positive brainwashing. Mm. Positive programming. Mm. Um, okay, so. So, that's very mystical. I like that. Uh, turtle one. Um, now, what about something you want to go more things you remember from dreams, random things? Yeah, just kind of. Um, what else you got? Like crazy uh, things that have happened. Uh, uh, what was there? Oh, I thought I had another one on, to mind, but. Uh, mm. Well, I always feel like why you think that uh, I might distract you. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead, think. You know, talk yeah, to the yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically. Talk to the good people. I think of a this time where it was like I was f I became lucid while I was dreaming I became aware that I was dreaming and I was flying around I think the grapevine on top of you know the sort of patio kind of roof grapevine beautiful green lusciousness and I was floating around it, and then I decided to fly towards the sun and just keep going and as I was getting closer and closer the the feeling of the most ecstatic beautiful love I probably ever felt was just like engulfing me and it was just like this bliss this like complete surrender happiness flying towards the sun the sun was I realised the sun was like God or was God and it was just this shining white light of beauty and love and uh, I don't, and then later on in that dream I've like forgotten I'm dreaming and I'm like just doing something mundane again but yeah Nice. So Beautiful. I think you can reach emotional states in dreams because it's in your subconscious. Sometimes it's some of the most like alive you've ever felt, but you were dreaming, mm. and you stand to forget that that Definitely. you've experienced these things. Yeah, for sure. So we live a third of our life kind of yeah. unconscious, yeah. and we're having all these experiences, which we're well, but we're unconscious when we're awake as well, like most well most of the time, you know, right. most people. Um, in the you know it's like we have we assume oh, there's only one memory. level of dream of course we assume there's only uh one level of dream but it's like you know like normal waking life is just a dream to like the spiritual awareness where we're being like oh we're all one like i'm just you know part of, like that connection just True. the peace peace consciousness so one i would say uh magic i remember doing magic like kind of like, like lights and stuff and like fireworks kind of stuff energy and it's coming out of my hands so, and it's one of those things where I'm not sure how visual it was. Like sometimes more like the idea of what's happening or whatever, you know. Yeah. But like I have the, I see colors when I think of it, you know. But on like some hilltop kind of thing in like you know starry night or whatever, and just kind of like seeing all the flashes, all this stuff. Almost like it was third person though. Um, and then flying, yeah, uh, just amazing. And like I remember, from what I remember of my flying dreams, it's been like swimming through air, sort of, you know. Mm. Not like a bird or something, but but yeah, like kind of like, but just kind of like you don't need to push so much. There's like a bit of momentum, almost like a bicycle mixed with swimming, swimming mm -hmm. bicycle, and just like kind of put in a bit of work and then just coast. Just be like, whoo. 
and uh, going down through clouds and stuff like that, jumping down to the clouds, just going, whoa, 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 and then being like, wait a minute, I've got a lot of momentum, I think I could just fly, you know. And uh, maybe that's what spirituality is, it's just <sighs> nose diving down, and going, oh man, you're going to fall, oh man, I'm going to fly. I'm using this energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was thinking there's a dream where um, I remember we're being with, uh, it was almost like we we're out the back of uh, our, that, I was out the back of some place and Jay Coonan was there uh, and we were like crouched behind some rock because people were coming to kill us uh, and just killing people. <laughs> and I remember like looking at him realizing like, oh, this, we've got like 30 seconds left. Like this is the end of like the life that we've been living. Being like, there's this intense kind of like terror, but like it just kind of just naturally just kind of immediately just raised the kind of just became this you know raising the volume of like this this kind of appreciation and it's like very kind of scary but like very peaceful because there's, there's terror but it was peace was bigger than the terror or something you know we're just like this life sort of terror maybe it came briefly or something like that. yeah but yeah but it's like that's just a drink it's like that's you know some pretty that's one of the most emotionally profound experiences i've had in my life you know yeah this one anyway yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd say there are all sorts of experiences and things I felt in dreams. And I would say, yeah, some things like smell, I can't ever recall smelling anything, but I never, mm. you know, if I was lucid dreaming, then I could choose to do that. And I, would, mm. I think I'd be able to experience that through the collective consciousness. You know, it's kind of like the data is just put there for you if you tap into it in a lucid dream, you know? Yeah. I want to know what it feels like to be a bird flying in the sky. And then you feel it, the tactile sensation, all this. And it's like... yeah. The reservoir of the consciousness that we're all part of that you can like it's giving you information almost to fill in your dream yeah um, like if anyone wants to read a book about this what's that like lucid dreaming gateway to the inner self yeah Rob, robert Wegener, or yeah. yeah that's like seems like very crazy profound stuff yeah. i only read a bit of it and get into it, oh yeah yeah it goes deep <laughs> um i would say something interesting that this is a little spicy but um i had a dream that I basically had sex with someone before I'd ever had sex in reality, waking reality. Well, And I would say the experience was pretty similar later, and that's what I reflected on. I was like, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> How did I know you'd feel like that? Huh. You know? Interesting. So, I know it's a little, well, interesting. A little sexy. <laughs> a little sexy. Now, I know it's a little sexy, but I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, interesting. Alright, any other mad, like, off the... Oh, I mean, what about the, the um, old Lang Syne one? Yeah, Just yeah, to, well, you know, oh, yeah, Get that sure. off our chest and then... Yeah, and for one thing, I'd say, like, I've met... had conversations with deceased friends, mm. you know, or, like, beyond the veil kind of thing, and, like, whether it's in imagination or I think it's a real... Somehow, like, actually, that your energies, both your individual energies, are communicating and connecting in that situation, which is what I think it is. Yeah. Um, but I've had that, I mean... Yeah, flying or like flying all through the sky, flying out to, to outer space, um, <laughs> you know, and then like my feeling the g-force and the gravity of like feeling the experience. Like, oh my god, like being in an elevator cross multiplied by a plane or something. And you go, oh, and then my clenching my jaw and my tooth breaking and realizing oh, I that I had broken. Actually, I'm thinking that I have I actually broken my tooth from clenching because I was having yeah. this dream in my bed. I wake up in Scarborough run to the mirror and there's blood everywhere and then I wake up and I'm, I'm actually 
I didn't just wake up in Scarborough. I dreamt that I woke up in Scarborough. I had like my two Jesus. brothers in the dream. But the plot twist is you actually did wake up in yeah, Scarborough. Yeah, I wake just up just another plane of, and I'm like because the dimensions. So you're changing um, radio channel. You're just like slipping through. Exactly. Almost in reality. Sometimes it does feel like you're coming, literally coming back from another dimension. You're like, oh my god, I just like bounce yeah. into this total other frame scene. Um, but yeah, yeah so we'll that, get to that. Uh, the old Lang Syne thing, thing yeah. um, I think was. I don't know how lucid I was, which is an interesting thing. Like, as in lucidly aware that I was dreaming while I was in the dream. I might have been, but I don't know. But I was basically just floating in. Um, is this one? Open it up. That's yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. It's nice energy. Um, I basically was in lotus posture, levitating in the sky, or like in the, in the street, like maybe a meter up or something like that, maybe two meters max. But um, probably lower. Anyway, I was levitating and serenely gliding in the air down this cobblestone European street. And I was singing Old Lang Syne, just like, you know. Oh, Old Lang Syne, my dear Old Lang Syne, we'll drink a cup of kindness yet. For days of old And I was just like serenely singing that floating down the street and to like the astonishment of all the people around me, I'm just like, this guy's like flying in the sky. You know? Um, and it was this beautiful, I don't know, majestic feeling of like some sort of triumph and it just enacted through like my dream where I don't even think I was aware I was dreaming at the time. I just woke up and was like, wow, that was crazy. Uh, you know, um, and then I ended up coming to Europe soon after that. So it's interesting that it was a European kind of street, you know, mm. and this Irishy song. Yeah, calling you home, ancestral, mm. ancestral mathematics. Come hang out with me for a while. All right, ancestral mathematics, if you insist. We have got lots of good places for making music. So, um, all right. So, oh yeah. One thing I was going to say is like, uh, I remember like, um, having, I remember thinking, I don't remember this. If it's, it's one of those things right like, outside of my current awareness, but, um, I remember feeling and thinking that I could see, or that I had that every now and then I would see things in the future in mm -hmm. my dreams, you know, did you remember that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, maybe there were like foreshadowings of things, but nothing huge, mm. like American Dream. <laughs> well, situation. that's the thing, because I don't remember that even that clearly, but mm. like, I have the sense, and it's written in my dream journal, I said sometime before November 8th, it said, um, dreamt Donald Trump became the next president. And, uh, that's in my dream journal, you know, I'm like, what? Like, but it's vague, but it's like, from what date was that? No, but I wrote it like post dating, like, right, because yeah, I yeah. think, I don't know, what do you remember about, about that, that situation? Of? I don't know, it was ages ago, I don't really remember yeah. too clearly, but. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was before, and, but um, of course, it was 50, 50, 50. Was there another situation you remember, like dreaming or something of the future? Well, no, but I just remember being like little and kind of having the feeling or the believing that I, 
every now and then would like see things and then something would happen but I mean your kid who knows what you're thinking you know honestly like, pretty dreamy though, in general yeah, either way. but it's plausible for sure yeah it could be either it's way yeah. yeah um definitely or but, something in between yeah I mean I'd say yeah yeah it does seem like there's some element of truth to it um but yeah <laughs> I can see the future man <laughs> other mystical things I remember being a kid and like I'm um, looking at the, Mar- the Mars bar competition this is one thing which I do for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I won an enormous amount of Mars bars because I would just spend like 10 minutes watching the Mars bars and going, which one feels more like, because there's a one in six as a winning rapper. And at, at, in the first round of it, like you, they would give you new ones in the competition. And so you could like get on the winning streak. Yeah. And I did that a few times, you know. Um, yeah, you kept but then it, la- you'd make. After that, they were like, oh no, you're going, there's some that have a competition, some that are plain. If you win, you get a plain one. You know? Right. But there's a bar where I get it. But anyway, yeah, like kids are some sort of connection to these things. So, will we read some uh, specific dreams from our journals? Um, an amazing thing to do. Um, it seems to be the first thing you should do if you want a lucid dream, where you can basically become awake in the dream, stay calm, you don't get too excited, so you wake up, but um, you kind of, oh, I'm aware in the dream, okay, and just kind of settle into it and kind of try to anchor yourself in there calmly. And then you can experience kind of whatever you want, it seems. And you can kind of just say, dream, show yeah. me this, or whatever. Spiritual reality. Or, right. like Organic virtual reality. Yeah. Or what's that? Uh, androgynous virtual reality. Yeah. Interesting. Like, produced by the body. Yeah. Or mind, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but like, uh, dream journaling seems to be the first thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you just record. Yeah. And it's incredible how, you know, when you start the practice, like, you go... I'll put a pen and paper next, or pencil and paper, whatever, or book, even better get a book, a beautiful book for your dreams, and um, have a pen or, or a pencil, but a pen is good, um, right next to it. And you wake up in the morning and you're just out of your dreams and you know maybe you, look, you stare over and there it is. You go, what's that book they're doing there? Oh yeah, my dream. And it prompts you to like write it down you know, um, immediately. And at the beginning you might just be, oh, field? There's a field. Uh, Scary, hooded guy. Hungry You're Jacks. Like, Hungry Jacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, yeah, they. It's weird how they all fit together so well, you know. And then you know, okay, and that's all you can remember. And then it's gone. But like, if you were to wait five minutes and then go, oh yeah, I'll go get that book out off the shelf and you know write down my dream. You go, what was my dream? Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, I can't. And then, but then you forget you even remembered it in the beginning. Like, did I remember it immediately after waking up? Like. I don't know, yeah. probably not, yeah. but you do, you know, and, and if you write it down and then each time you do it, it gets easier and easier and you can exactly. build into phrases and your memory, like, just by practicing it, you begin with like small details, but then they just get like, it's a flood of detail yeah. and you can remember them even if you don't write them down immediately in some cases, you know. Yeah, yeah, in general you become more aware of the time that you're dreaming and that influence in your life or that aspect of your life, like that experience, you're just remembering dim little things, Yeah. but then yeah, the more you write it, the more like, I guess the more yeah vivid you can vividly you can describe it, uh, but sometimes you just feel like doing it short. Maybe you're really tired and you're like, but you remember something, you just write three words down. Other times you wake up and you're like, oh wow, and you just write full sentences, just describing everything you remember. And I generally would just do it from whatever I can think of, whichever scene at that moment, instead of trying to put a chronology to it and like, well, which came first? Because the time is weird in dreams. Sometimes in my dream journal, the events that happen in the latter half could have happened in the first half and vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. I just sort of, whatever I remember, I start writing. I express that scene. Right. This, the next scene could have actually happened earlier. It's like a yeah. Tarantino film or something. I don't know. 
So, so you want to write it down, then you become you can become lucid and aware that you're dreaming when you're in a dream. For some reason, writing yeah. out your dreams makes you more aware and you click when right. you're in the dream. You're like, you notice something strange to people and you're like, that makes no sense. Oh my God, I'm dreaming. And you're yeah. like, oh shit, well, here I am. And then you can calm down and then you can be like, dream. what's my dream mission that I've repeated to myself as I was falling asleep? Oh yes. Uh, dream, show me what I need to see. Or dream, I want to show me what it, uh, I want to experience what it feels like to be a bird flying through the sky or something. And you can, and sometimes you just get something else that's not exactly what you asked for, but you just get a response and it's like, mm -hmm. goes in a certain direction. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, don't recall it. Sorry if I interrupted you. No, no, uh, you interrupted my interruption. But, uh, yeah, so you're saying um, dream yeah, journaling so, and lucid dreaming. Yeah, writing it down. Yeah. Um, but it's a, yeah, it's a really cool thing to do just because as well, on some level it's like therapeutic and you get to be like, oh, I had this experience and it made me re reflect, I feel this, and you sort of can connect it to your, your real, you know, your waking life experiences. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really beneficial. But then it's also just funny and interesting. There's all these funny stories and sometimes you're just really like, this is so bizarre. But then... Yeah. Some people, you know, dreams might be a bit more mellow or like, just like, you know, dreaming of the cricket or something. Yeah, or sometimes I feel... <laughs> Other people would have psychedelic crazy dreams. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like uh, if I'm drunk, I have stupid dreams. It's almost like my consciousness, is, the antenna's messed up. It's just like some <laughs> terrible sitcom, like, fucking shit, we're carrying it. Oh, <laughs> agony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, and some things are just like, oh, it's an, that was an incredible story. Or like being like, oh, I, I, I think I, man, I dreamt like um, of a band song. I think it was like the hearing a song by the band, you know, they're like, I haven't heard this before. And you're like, oh, it's so good. And then waking up and having this vague recollection of the kind of impression geometrically made of me. I was going to think of this and like imagining like there's this kind of spaciousness of this chord comes over the top of these other built in structure right. or some you know something very yeah. very basic you know yeah. but there's a certain signature of like oh that song like it wasn't just like our song you know I had a vague kind of feeling of it I remember the feeling of it right. to some extent yeah. but uh, yeah so will you give us some specific yeah you pass in the journal so uh, that's well, my that's one actually, actually. I, these are my two my trip to speaking of no. tricking Black magic trickery was flying like a candle in the sun. That white magic escapade of dreams galloping like horses dressed as sweet French maids and the nonsense speaks.
with a shout out to Oggy. Shout out to Oggy. So, alright, <clears throat> this one, uh, it's a very short one, more or less, yeah. Um, yeah, so November 3rd, 2020. Um, let's see, I'm hanging out with Bob Dylan, circa 70s, and Sarah Dylan with Mark and some pals. I tell Mark he shouldn't try the crack he's found, then Dylan, <laughs> Dylan smokes the cigarette things, and it turns out the crack is some seemingly more benign substance than I'd imagined. Um, love interest with Hillary Clinton. I'll skip over that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's a little, little detail. Um, uh, well, it keeps going. It just keeps going, right? Okay, I'm on a, and then this, okay, that, that's one, all right, and then there's same night, but another different dream, I guess. I'm on a snow-flecked grass island with Oggy and someone heading to a little house that's drawn my eye. Near the house, I see wolves approaching, but use my torch to flash on them, which causes them to retreat a bit, slash stray, uh, stay at bay. I see red blood on a sign or something. Oggy says something similar once happened to him. He turned around to see a guy staring hard at him, seemingly applying dark magic onto him. <laughs> but Oggy laughed and said, you can't boil a kettle if there's no water. Wow. That's it. That's, uh, that's deep. Yeah. So. Uh, this is a, a short one, a quick one, and then maybe I'll do a double whammy. It's uh, 23rd of the 1st, 2013. Me and Jamie flying next to the aircon due to its breezy properties. That's it. And we were basically... Flying next to the aircon. We were basically too. just wow. floating next to the aircon, kind of like just like, like almost like you're at a wave pool, just like chilling, like flying, just nice. relaxing. I remember like that. The top corner near that the aircon. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, hey, let me find uh, something a little more. I'd say maybe one for one, even if they're small. Alright, oh, alright, that's fair. Let's do that. I thought that was your intentional move. I was like, ah, bold move. I'll do. Let's see. Two one, two and two. We can, yeah, we can do. Oh, this one, yeah, that's good too. Uh, alright. Something about aliens having sneakily taken an opportunity to take over Earth. Oh, that's not very interesting, actually. I hadn't, um, put. Oh, here's, here's a short <laughs> one, apparently worth it, alright? This is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, ah. good luck. Um, 10th of the 4th, 2021. Uh, hanging around the seaside upper slopes of Malibu, apparently something like the energy of Malibu, or what Malibu might mean to my, me. Um, hanging around the seaside upper slopes of Malibu, oh, I remember this now, with an exciting bunch of people. Oh, it's beautiful. It's kind of like Cottesloe vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or, um, what do you call it? Your hood. Uh, uh, scabs, Scarborough. Mm -hmm. Scarborough, yeah. Um, uh, and I vaguely, a hippie people, and I, I vaguely remember someone saying something like, we go beyond all fear and chance in the love of our fellow men and all sacred material. Something weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> Felt very powerful. Sacred yeah. material. Oh, wow. Alchemy vibes. Can you read that once more, that last? What he says. Sure. We live Sorry, not by fear and chance, but for the love of men or something. Yeah. yeah. 
um, to be gay, to be fair, but in a spiritual sense, happy, you know? Yeah, sounds like um, We go beyond all fear and chance in the love of our fellow men and all sacred material. That's it. Yeah. And men, obviously, meaning mankind. Humans. Souls. Yeah, souls. Very nice. All sentient beings who are all love. Immortal love. Um, mm. yeah. Let's see. Uh, these are all over the place though. Some of these are like funny, some are bizarre. Indeed. Mm. What do we have? Uh, well, I guess I'll just read this one. I don't know if it's the the best one, but what's this? It's oh, this best, actually, this is the best deep. one right now. This, this is interesting. Yeah. I like because some of them are short and punchy, and I'm like, oh. The 7th of the 7th, 2019. Now, Curtis is a friend of ours who passed away, he drowned when we were 18. And he was 17. Um, great guy. Shout yeah. out to Curtis, wherever you are. Shout out to Curtis. Um, so, in. I'm sure he's cooler than ever. That's right. Riding the astral waves <laughs> on a rainy Um 7th of the 7th, 2019. I see Curtis across a fence. Um, to a social area akin to a beer garden. I get so excited and emotional, I run over and I think um, we embrace, uh, I think and I'm crying. I remember very little, but he is in cheerful spirits and says something along the lines of his soul, planning his own death is spiritual growth for those he loves and who love him. Allah, what would Curtis do? Phenomena. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Hmm. Wow. But yeah, various yeah. interactions with Curtis and different dreams. Like another one yeah. where this guy was like, shh, like, uh, you know, if you, uh, the siren goes off, I'm telling two in a row, but very quickly. Oh, go for it, yeah. Uh, the siren goes off at the high school and it's like everyone's going to the class and I'm like, I don't really want to go to the class. Maybe I'll just do something else. And I climb onto the roof and just like wait for everyone to leave. And then there's a guy up there and he's like, hey, if you follow me and you stay quiet, I'll bring you to someone. Sounds interesting. So I follow him Call through and we go over some other rooftops. And then he's like, grab onto me or something. And I hold onto maybe his jacket or something or like where well, I'm just next to him. And suddenly we transport and it's me and him. But now the whole scene's changed. We're in a different place. And he leads us through and there's crowds of, you know, some small crowds of people. And he leads me to Curtis, who's there like smiling, like, hey, how's it going? And then we just hang out for hours, basically, and just like talking, hanging out. Um, laughing and then sometimes the dream characters being like cry like if we're talking too much about it being a dream he's like oh, X and A on the dream night but let's keep talking you know it's really crazy. interesting I was like what's going on here and then I got distracted and got lost and then the same guy finds me again later and it's like come back and I talk to Curtis again uh, briefly um, but yeah it's uh, yeah that was so these yeah. sort of situations sometimes yeah like like um, like I've also had yeah, dreams where Curtis is there and sometimes it's like um, I know he's dead and others uh, I don't I think or I, or I think he's like oh my god it's a miracle you're, you're alive I thought you were dead like oh you're alive mate you know and uh, 
But some sometimes, like several times in dream, I've been like, "Oh, but you know, you're like you're dead," and you'd be like, huh? "What?" Like, you know, playing like non-plus, like what? Or like you know, like is that the word? But, yeah. And like kind of like baffled, like what? <laughs> Not entirely denying it or something. It almost seems like that thing of like eight dimension. We're in a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I had a dream once where I said it and he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, you need to die and drown. And he was like, oh. And he like, was kind of like, really like solemn about it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, then other times it's just like, a, like, a, like, does God exist, Curtis? I asked him in one of those dreams. And he's like, of course, you know. And it's just like, interesting, just these interactions. Um, what would you say is one of the most have you had is there a dream that comes to mind which is like particularly like spiritual or like transcendental in some way good question this becomes one of three relevant things um so first i'm gonna uh i'd like to just say uh a lucid dream i just remembered mm-hmm. but um where curtis was there um so lucid dream, transcendent, and other nature things. All right. So, um, like, uh, yeah, I was going. We're going into Craig um, Leisure Center. Is it? Mm-hmm. We used to go. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, with a bunch of like high school students, we're all high school students, you know. Um, and then I see that I see kind of like uh, Curtis, but then uh, I'm like ah, oh, Curtis. Like, there's this feeling of immense excitement as we're kind of rushing in all this crowd into the, the doors at the front there, like the metal big doors. Um, and uh, he, uh, I see Curtis is talking to younger Curtis. He's kind of like, you know, like there's that picture of Curtis and you and Jack Price, where he's been like, you know, he's kind of leaning in like that. But anyway, so he's kind of leaning in in a friendly kind of way, like, no, oh, yeah, come on, like emphatically to younger Curtis. Like, uh-huh. um, and, and then as they're going in the door, I was like, huh, oh, this must be a dream. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but yeah. it almost seems a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then um, I'm like, oh, it's a dream. Oh, amazing. Cool. And I just let them go on their way. I'm not even focused on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And um, we go in. And then um, uh, basically there was this, um, uh, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I wanted it, but I think there was just this car thing. Like, was that always there? Where you put in a coin and you ride in it? Was there always one there? Where? At Craigie Leisure Centre. I wonder uh, if there was. I don't know. You know they would be in shopping centres sometimes, these toy car things yeah, for kids. Yeah. There's one of them. And I got in it. And then I remember like thinking like, oh, so if this is like a dream, I could just have some like beautiful woman appear. I don't know where. And a beautiful woman, just like uh, in like denim shorts or whatever, just like got in and sat next to me in this like fucking like teddy bear like toy car thing for kids or whatever. And then there was some sort of, you know, very vivid sexual uh, encounter. And then, um, yeah, and like, uh, and then I, I think I woke up, like, basically soon after. But basically it was like some, you know, kind of primal, like, you know, uh, impulse of just like, I can have, you know, whatever I want around it. Well, what about sex, you know? And um, it, yeah, I remember it feeling very real, you know, which is pretty crazy. So that would be one on the basic level. On the existential level, good question. Transcendental. Transcendental. Hmm. Oh, in, in, in what, like having a spiritual kind of experience? Or yeah. Awakening. Something just, oh no, just something which is like 
particularly like mm. deep. I mean, you've already mentioned a few, to be fair, mm. but like some contact with God, as in the universe, as in the yeah. infinite intelligence that yeah. we're all candles of the flame. I think there's some recorded here. Yeah, we'll get into. Um, but, uh, before I forget, we'll just quickly say. Uh, no, you just give me a dream, and then we'll give us a dream, and then uh. Are you gonna remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this one. This is the short. One. This is the most recent dream I had. And it's uh, it's uh, twenty second of the fifth, twenty twenty three. Sailed a boat to Indonesia and back from Europe. Peaceful, adventurous, freedom vibes. Uh, climbed up a large verdant hill. Um, and sort of hiked um, to a small castle with a humble royal family and hung out for a while was uh, standing on the back of a bus on the outside holding a railing as it sped down the road very fast and took me near the Royals Hill uh, was on my own for most of the dream and felt great going with wherever I went or going yeah, with uh, wherever I went and whether, uh, whatever happened, overall a good feeling, independent and free. So like I'll always at the end of a dream try to write how it felt. Mm, yeah. Because then it good tends idea. to bring me back more into the tone of what that dream felt like, and that's mm. some of the best stuff as well. And you can read a second time then, remembering that feeling and maybe yes. second proper. So the emotional um, will be there all the describing period. the emotional scene, and so just the. Mm. What happens, you know? Yeah. Um, what what countries did you go to in that thing? You went to Israel and India, so was it? On this? Yeah. Uh, no, just to Indonesia. Indonesia. And back. And back. From Europe. Ah, cool. Very exotic. Going to Padang or something. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that's ah. Yeah, the king. Cool. Interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, the, the thing about, like, say, contacting, like, you know, friends um, in dreams, you know, um, like say who whether they're alive or dead you know um or just people in dreams it's like if you know them well then your model your subconscious even if this is if this is happening in collective space then you're contacting some part of them you know mm -hmm. if it's happening in just internal space it's just my isolated consciousness and it's kind of a sub like an intranet it's like you know mm -hmm. it's an isolated virtual reality thing which organic virtual reality thing which consciousness is being expressed through um, then uh, if that's happening then you, my subconscious is modeling say Curtis very clearly like I know him very well you know or like many people and even some famous people or something you know um, you know fairly well on some level and so um, you're like even if it's that isolated thing your subconscious is modeling them and you're interacting with them and so you're really connecting to their energy and interacting with their energy and so that's, sure. that's pretty realistic, you know. Um, but then when you think about what's happening under normal circumstances, is that a person, that's not their soul anyway. That's a, their, you know, their mind and their ego. It's their character that God is playing. There's the actor and the character, the, the being and the human, you know. To some extent, it's kind of like even like Leonardo DiCaprio in his real life is like a role that's being played by God. So it's like Jack's being played by Leo, who's being played by Jesus. You know? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, which is also a very trippy thing when you realize in a film, you're like, oh, it's not real, you know? It's kind of shame when you have that lose your, your, your disbelief, can't be suspended anymore. Yeah. Then you go, oh, wait a minute. But this, it's, this is a real story where they're acting together. That's a story. And anyway, that's their actors again. They don't really. But like just being like realizing that that, that, that moment was real for the, the actors, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And if you can just accept that like, oh yeah, it's a story, but hey, that's part of this super story which is really beautiful. So it's not like some mundane thing. It's just another level of this story. Mm. It's gonna be, you know, but, uh, but when you're in uh, interacting with these characters, like uh, you're, um, yeah, so in real life, it's like, this is all vibration anyway. It's all just the sea of consciousness and these dreams are being experienced here, seems like, right? And so then on the other level of just the dream, it's the parameters are different, but it's, it's consciousness is present and it's having these experiences and it's interacting, is interacting always with other people. It seems like from one of the stories in that lucid dreaming book. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, um, but uh, other times maybe not, you know, but anyway, it's like, it's kind of funny, like the universe, it's kind of pretty real, you know, anyway, like, yeah. And I mean, well, maybe that, completely real. Maybe they're both branches of the same deeper reality. Yeah. Know? In that Robert uh, Wagoner book, lucid dreaming uh he really emphasizes that where he's saying people put this distinction of um oh, it was in like dreaming you know like and then in reality so in dreams and then in reality it's like well dreams are part of reality mm. it's a 24-hour clock you know and you're experiencing things mm. and your body might be asleep but your mind is experiencing this and then so it's really the dichotomy of wow waking reality versus dreaming reality in the sense mm -hmm. that even if you like if you have a stressful experience a stressful dream your heart is going to be beating faster and your blood rate will mm -hmm. be uh you know increased um your like hormones in your body will be more like cortisol and stress hormones if you're having a dream or something stressful so it is affecting your body in a way anyway you know and there is like a connection um but yeah um where's it going there absolutely you're going right here <laughs> Yeah, um, and then um, it's like half the planet at any given time is asleep, more or less. And, yeah, right. And a lot of them are dreaming, you know. So it's like the planet's got this dream consciousness, it's got this waking consciousness, and it's got this, un, you know, deep rest right. or whatever. Exactly. Sleep, deep sleep unconsciousness. And so they're all real in a way. Yeah. It's just like yeah, dream deep sleep. I sometimes wonder if that's just like non-reflective consciousness. It's like you're just present. But you're not really aware you're present. So you're not like paying attention to yourself or something do you yeah. connect to that deep level of like the universal mind or something i mean it might just be soul you know more in like a soul place versus a mind mm. place or a body place mm. maybe it's just like uh you go higher or closer to that threshold right or something mm. you know it's like the part in that book where he's like somewhere he's like is this an astral orbit exactly higher out from the higher atmospheres but he asked the guy, he's like, wait, is, is this a lucid dream? And he's like, it's just this whole realm of white light. This guy's sitting at a desk or something. He's like, what's just standing there? He's like, is this a dr uh, lucid dream? He's like, oh, lucid dreams are this way. And he points down like a certain tunnel or like something like that or like down a hallway or something. He's like, oh, okay, thank you. And walks off and he's like, wait, where was that place? Why did I leave? <laughs> Who's that guy? You know, it's like some just place of just like the stillness. Yeah. And then there's all the, oh, this and that and story and mm. duality of dreams yeah. yeah pleasure and pain and all that and then yeah it's interesting also how this might you know like imperial college london like mapping out dmt space like they have not just therapeutic stuff but they've got these dmt trials where they're just seeing like what do you get and they're just recording what they get it's just the scientific information just that, and then to build into models of what's going on around. so it seems wow. like potentially you know we're going like oh there's this other dimension in here and then how does that feed into dreams? Being like, oh my, oh my God, they're like half the time. Imagine the military when they realize, they're like, oh my God, there's this frontier to dreams. No, they're, they're, like, they're probably oh, already. Oh my oh, God, what oh, a surprise. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. 
How shocking. Hey, the military didn't know. Good of you guys to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great. Now everyone can live here under certain conditions. <laughs> yeah. Not a topic. Mm. So, alright, let's get another dream here. Let's go the other book. Uh, oh, that was buggy one. Alright. really crazy just going through a whole book of like your experiences like especially the kind of nuts experiences there mm. you got one no should i read absolutely all right you can keep looking while you read oh here's a very short one right all right just slip in there okay yeah. so um 8th of april uh 2015 so, some sort of cosmic battle, I, um, I heed, oh, I, to, to join it, I need to join it. I had to join it. I had? Hmm. Head. Head. Oh, exactly. Head over. Oh, yeah, I right. had to join Makes it. Makes sense. Some sort of cosmic battle, I had not, I had to join it. A dolphin, fat and grey and smiling, appears at the beach, <laughs> and I hug it. Say hello, knowing it is conscious like me, and let it flop on top of me. I feel that I can trust it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough said. Wow. Yeah. Cosmic battle, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Um, All right. So this one is the 31st of the 1st, 2016. Mm. Um... I was working at East Frio Yacht Club, packing things up by the river. I become flirtatious with a girl inside who was a manager, maybe. I kiss her and then we made out for a while. I become attached to her in a more soppy, serial monogamous kind of way. Later we are at my house in Mount Hawthorne and we somehow become aware that a cataclysmic flood is on its way and we pack our bags. We find refuge at a country mansion. We uh, settle in my friends practicing machine gunning while I chilled in a tent with said girl. Something changes and the mob is after us. The owners of the mansion have African gang contacts who help smuggle us out and hide us in cardboard boxes inside an empty target. Um, before this point, I had, I had realized that I was unhealthily attached to the girl from the yacht club and not actually into her, so she's out of the dream. The mob, who also seem like the military, end up finding us anyway. We are questioned, etc., and just as I'm about to be um, led for a walk, quote-unquote, I um, escape on my hands and knees into the bushes. I knock out guards, etc., while I find the exit, or until I find the exit. A policeman is leaving the compound, and I pretend to be an official and walk out with him talking about work and lying as required. Um, I go to get the bus, but I end up walking and finding mum, Phil, Farrakh's partner, Sarah and Jacob. Um, they are all very worried. And then it clicks in me that this is a dream. 
and I become lucid. I excitedly tell them that we're dreaming. Jacob reciprocates this excitement, but my family seem unconvinced. I say, how likely is it that African gangsters had us <coughs> hid us in cardboard boxes only to be found by the mob and then escape their huge compound and it not be a dream? We all laugh, <laughs> seemingly appreciating the bizarre nature of it. I briefly remember I want to try something lucid, but um, it quickly washed, oh, I, I am quickly washed back into the distractions of dreaming. Yeah. Amazing. So funny also you saying that to the, the family, being like, how likely is it? Blah, blah, blah. That's like exactly something you would say. You know, like, it's like about some other thing. We're like, how likely is it? You know? Exactly. And then it's like that you're just expressing normal family social dynamics but in dream world. Crazy. Talking about how we're all dreaming. And everyone's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. We are dreaming. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I like it. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, let's see. Two friends of mine who I've never met have been living together, having moved out of their orphanage. Some amazing slash dramatic things start happening. But when I replay each, I f find a new thing happening. And then I realize I can only see them once and by re-watching have been overwriting the previous stuff. So it's like there's this things start happening and then I, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to like run re rewatch it and then it'd be like, like somehow I can just rewatch it. Let's rewind the video. Forget that. I go from being in it to being a video, you know? I mean like, oh yeah, rewind. Um, and then playing again. Oh, that seems, oh, that's amazing. But wait, wait, what just happened? Putting back it's changing. It's not the same. And so that's, I guess, my dream thing, just generating new stories. But then me being like, oh, it overrides the previous stuff. Like, and you like were I'm, watching, what, what was amazing about what you were watching? I do not know. Just, I think just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I would guess like just um, the interesting plots things. I don't know. Yeah, right, there was two the friends yeah, yeah. hanging out. They just moved out. <laughs> God knows. Yeah. Or it could have just been like some, you know, it's just like the idea of, Amazing things. Yeah, it wasn't even something specific. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> just like cue that emotion, <laughs> like a uh, you know bark thing. Like it's like okay, he'll play this note. Some guys are like, oh. yeah. Why? Because bark says so. You know, yeah. God's bark. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. Right. <clears throat> um. Oh, that one there Amazing. was uh, 2021. Okay, so it's kind of um. This one, yeah. Also, this. Uh, sorry. Uh, 2021, two years ago. So 21st of the 5th, 2021, 21, 5, 21, calendar, calendar day, almost, mm. uh, time. Um, was a wizard in the world of Harry Potter and was battle, battling Death Eaters at times and hanging out with my fellow good guys at other times. At one point, I accidentally said Crucio when surprised by a Death Eater and uh, sending curses at each other, though it didn't work, which I was grateful for. Instead, turned to stupefy, impedimenta, expelliarmus, reducto, etc. So much fun. It's just dreaming of being a wizard, you know? Like. Well, wow. right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
Alright, well, let's go. Here's a slightly in depth one, see what it's talking about. Uh, oh, yeah, this one's fine. So, right, basically, I'm on an extensive, uh, extended adventure with younger Bob Dylan. He's fantastic company and clearly appreciates my own. We get along. Brothers. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mark appears at some point for a while. We seem to be in some sort of seaside old Greenwich village town and are noting such things as the White House Inn, <laughs> where I say to my companion before Bob Dylan is my companion. That's where Dylan began playing. Uh, though at first I had said uh, uh, Woody Guthrie had. And then corrected myself. In, yeah, okay. Uh, in many, many situations, Bob uh, exudes humble, cool, and wisdom. Okay. Um, I'm having a fantastic time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think I, I haven't been in the habit of writing, like, regularly. So I feel like sometimes the expression is not as clear. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, it's, it's fairly long. So I, um, but I'll just say basically my memory of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was like... In a nutshell, we're in this seaside kind of town. It's very beautiful. It's kind of vertical, like, you know, like the Italian village or the sea or something. Um, but, yeah, it's Grangey village kind of vibe. And uh, then, you know, a bunch of things happen. It's having fun times. And then it's like there's this kind of like, oh, like Book of Revelation, kind of like, oh, the apocalypse is upon us and the sky is falling. And it's like, oh, man. And then it's like um, Bob Dylan and I are basically trying to find heaven's door. Or like trying to get get to heaven, just like two Dylan songs, like yeah. trying to get to heaven <laughs> yeah. before they close the door and um, uh, knocking on heaven's door. Yeah. Um, but like we're like literally, I was totally unaware of like, oh, what a coincidence, you know? Just like okay, trying to find heaven amongst all these old buildings. So we get into some sort of hotel corridor kind of thing with these wide steps, short, you know, a few steps down among this big carpeted atrium thing. And as we're about to go down these small steps, just in the in the air above me, there, these symbols appear. You know, it's kind of golden, like, almost like the language, you know, you see on Star Wars or whatever. Oh, there's some random alien language or whatever. It's like lines and curves and stuff. And um, that was like heaven's door somehow. And, wow. yeah, that was basic, basically it. <laughs> like, it was a bit of this crazy feeling. Like, yeah, we need to get to heaven. Come on, Bob, let's go. We can do it. Wow. And it was like some sort of place or connection. I don't know. But, yeah. Do you reckon that was part of Bob's soul? Good question. Uh... Could be. Then let's Good say. <clears throat> what have you got here? Okay. I'm no doctor. 27th of the 4th, 2021. Uh, it's also pretty crazy, I'd say, because the first entry I have is the very end of 2012. So it's like more than 10 mm. years. Pretty nice. crazy insight when you think about that. Um, all right, so 27th of the 4th, 2021. At a big park um, house, uh, looks like Perry Lakes, which is a, play, a nice posh place and a pretty garden. Um, I walked to someone's house, maybe um, Carmen or Christine, though uh, it's in Perth. It is revealed somehow that um, Sharon has passed on, wow, that's heavy, this one, um, and then was hiding... Um, being terminally ill, we are interviewed uh, uh, interviewed into uh, dictaphone. 
just before I um, wake uh, Rashan is there plays a dubstep song and asks is this your kind of thing <laughs> seemingly it's not I say something like not really but it's okay I just passed um, uh, I, I just paused the music so I could remember the dream better that's what I'm saying to him in the dream because I pause the music he's like do you not do you like it or something I'm like I turned it off and I was like trying to memorize dream I was dimly aware I had forgotten already um, the majority of the dream and that I intended to journal in the morning um, uh, uh, I'm in a situation with some villain or wrongdoer henchman who is about to attack me I somehow realize it's a dream and that I can fly away it is glorious and as I float above the vista of green grass and trees, at first it's clumsy and heavy with a few folds back to my feet, but I persist and it works. And for me, it's almost like when you're pushing against water, you know, pull, still water, mm. the texture of it. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but I persist and it works. I land... Um, I land down the street and Jamie is there. I say, let's go to the top of that beautiful huge palm tree in the roundabout. He starts to climb and I say, no, we can fly. <laughs> he ends up holding my hand while I fly from the back of my shirt to make it work um, and hover above the flower at the top of the palm tree, touching and smelling it, praying over it while speaking my thanks to it. Then we head, uh, head home or onwards, at least. Another challenging situation arises and I, uh, I say an idea to uh, transcend it. I don't recall specifics. Jamie is unsure and incredulous. I say, Jamie, we just flew above a palm tree, right? Don't you think we could do anything? It ends up working. Later, somehow, or someone has glass bottles with Coca-Cola and tries to either sell me one or manipulate me somehow. I say, I've already got one, see? Holding up a thin object. This is um, blurry, um, not, uh, don't remember specifically or something. I don't know what the object was. Um, uh, I again bring up, um, uh, anyway, it's like I hold up this object and it turns into a bottle of Coca-Cola. Mm. I'm like, see? <laughs> I, um, I already have a bottle. I again bring up flying above palm trees and say, if I did that, I can do this, right? And I remove a screw from the top of the, the um, metal object, which uh, reveals a perfume-style dispenser. I remove another cap and it turns into a real Coke lid as I do this. So it turns into a bottle of Coca-Cola. Looking the guy in the eyes, I um, pour it in my mouth and taste cold Coca-Cola flowing out of what had become a bottle. I felt chuffed with those realizations and felt like I was returning to my power and connection to the cosmos. Through Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, through realizing, I was like, wait, I just made this bottle of Coca-Cola and it tastes yeah. delicious. Though I earlier flew through the roof to escape being chased and knew I could do it as it was a dream, I didn't ever really feel super lucid with it clicking quote-unquote, that um, here I am. Next time I'd like to meditate or find a mirror in the dream. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Here you go.
Sounds amazing, yeah. That's so good. Um, yeah, love it. I, uh, one thing I want to ask, you know, I, I really want to get into dreams more, you know? Like, yeah. uh, but, uh, and then with the lucid dreaming, one thing I want to do, I want to ask about, there was some um, board game in ancient Ireland, uh, called, I don't know how to pronounce it, but something like Fickle, or it's spelled like Fid Chell, uh-huh. you know? And it's like Fickle or something. It was this kind of uh, chess kind of board game, and we don't know what it was anymore. Like the, the rules got forgotten. It was, it was this like sacred, really important game, and so you know, maybe it's just chess. Could be. Um, but uh, and I was like, imagine like ask the dream thing, but oh, you know, design me, <laughs> design me an ancient Irish board game, <laughs> yeah. and make it really accurate to what they may have played. Or just, I want to experience exactly what that board game was like. Yeah, tell me what fearful was. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. But um, yeah, the existential things, I'm not sure if I remember. I'm not sure if like, I think I have, but I can't, maybe there's some written down here, but none come to mind about really existential ones. Mm. So I wonder if my mindfulness, how deep it connects down to like the subconscious or like into my dreams, you know? It's yeah. interesting. Like, uh, you know. Or who knows if just me going deep into writing dreams at the time yeah. when I was yeah. meditating a lot and just happened to have some some of these experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's available to everyone though, it seems. Yeah. Some people seem more gifted than others, but like, to some extent, but maybe even they're just more interested and more devoted, the, you know? The more the people meditate. The writer of that thing was, yeah. had like a thousand lucid dreams, right? He's recorded. Right, exactly. Yeah, so the more you do it, yeah. Yeah, but anyone can do it, yeah. Um, particularly if you're meditating as well, it seems like you get become, or you just become calmer if not really calm um, even and then you just you know feel great and uh, yeah you're sort of like inviting more magic into your life I think yeah definitely. Uh, so it, it translates into dreaming as well I think just if you're meditating in the morning and then when you go to sleep as well so you're like stealing your mind then you know you can have some pretty profound experience yeah um, and uh, yeah I think like the dreams like um, there's clear narratives and stories in them, right? And it's like the creativity which, or the intelligence which allows your body to be running when you're asleep. There's some intelligence flowing, right? Like, like you go, oh, it's automatic. It's like, like well, it's, that's one theory. Where's your evidence? Like, because there's an equally evidenced, because none have evidence. The automatic universe told me. That what's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's either that or like, oh, no, it's just the natural intelligence of life is in your mind and it's in nature and it's everywhere. And none thinks. How do we know which is which? Well, both would fit out. The model is what we know. But anyway, and so it seems more plausible. Yeah. The same electricity, you know, bring life to all these appliances that are different. Yeah. yeah. Different but, um, but that, uh, anyway, that intelligence is writing these stories. It's crazy. They, you know, they're very creative at times. and very fitting sometimes. Like, oh, crazy. Um, like, you know, like I had no idea. I was uh, like, oh, yeah, that's like a song, a Dylan song. <laughs> what's happening? It's just part of the structure. It's like, right. who wrote it then? You know? Um, but, uh, but, but, but uh, we're learning from these stories that so they teach us things, you know? And it's like, it's almost like um, dreaming is processing information you gain from your experience, perhaps, you know? And like kind of help mm. integrate and understand it. And so say something happened and then it's like, okay, we'll, we'll have a bunch of, you know, I don't know, you, um, you won a sports thing or you didn't get something you wanted or whatever. Or, uh, and then they have these dreams which are influenced by those emotions and have stories which generate insights about dealing with those emotions, you know? 
and then in your real life you just make slightly better decisions and it's mm -hmm. like your subconscious is kind of putting in legwork or something yeah you're just yeah. getting and as far as like mathematically probability wise as well like you're having more uh shots you know like more lives to put to pass that level mm -hmm. you know, if it was a video yeah so like if you're dreaming you can go through a situation experience it and then observe the outcome be like oh if i had done that this yeah. the consequences you can have that experience but not in waking reality so you sort of you have more shots to get it right kind mm -hmm. of thing training training programs yeah <clears throat> dreams military pro training programs <laughs> <laughs> on the matrix farm <laughs> um we've got to talk about what we think dreams actually are at some point as well definitely yeah 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 um so that was that let's see what else is in this magical yeah. book um all right let's go on this one then. all right um september 29th 2020 queen of england was an alien with magical psychic powers whom I was battling with the power of love. I forgot to try Om. She was very powerful and kept chasing me as I escaped. <laughs> um, then something, uh, Dad was with me in central Perth, so to speak, um, and had IPAs. Uh, Mark mentions Kim Beasley works nearby. Dad is interested. Um, and, and Mark says, uh, the Beasleys basically control Australia. Uh, I have to fight someone, and then that might be just the end of that, but uh, see, so yeah, I have to fight someone, and though I do a bit of striking, to um, I quickly move to BJJ and secure chokes from behind on the huge dude I'm fighting. Eventually it ends, but it's declared a draw, even though I felt... I was clearly dominant throughout. <laughs> Joe Rogan calls for a rematch, but ref says no. <laughs> um, new one. I'm at some fate slash bowl and know there are many dark beings disguised as humans, taller than most. Exciting, but spooky, glamorous. And then I have the honor to meet Aldous Huxley. He is wonderful and charming, and eventually he says to the man he's talking to that he must go. Or the other guy did, I'm not sure. Then I see the knowledge of impermanence, the collectedness slash recollection, enter out Aldous's face and eyes. He seems to sigh an inch shorter, says, now I'm present with you. Very tender, acknowledging he's taken it for granted. Wow. Mm. Alright, show you. Go on. Let's see. Um, well, it gets very psychedelic indeed. This one. Um, okay, yeah, this one's interesting. Um, okay. Uh, with uh, 28th of the 3rd, 2016, with Jamie and Jacob on a highway, throwing some large bundle around. I go to throw it at Jamie's head for lols, but hesitate. I was feeling like, oh, that's no, no, what if it actually hit him? Noticing he's next to the edge. He falls anyway, and it's so I stop noticing you're next to the edge. I'm like, oh, and then he falls anyway. So it's like expectation kind of in dreams. He falls anyway, and it's a huge drop. The variety that would kill. 
He sounds hurt, but then I say, don't worry, Jamie, it's just a dream. You can jump back up. He proceeds to do a huge Jedi jump from like down back onto this highway. Um, Jacob looks confused. I explain we're lucid dreaming. I close my eyes and tell the dream, I want to meet Jade next. Nothing immediately happens and I lose some lucidity. Seb shows up, inviting us to a hipster share mansion on the Swan River. I say, let's get a boat. But Seb invites, uh, insists we will turn into sea snakes and swim it down the river. I'm a little anxious about the dark water and being a huge snake, but proceed. Underwater, I see snakes, uh, I see Seb's huge snake body. <laughs> snake's huge snake body. I see Seb's huge snake body uh, moving uh, in front of me. Um, and suddenly I am the same. So I'm suddenly a huge snake. Um, and I can feel myself like moving through the water at this huge pace, being this huge snake. It's crazy. Um, we arrive at the house uh, naked. So we just kind of like jump out of the water and turn and we're like humans again and we're naked. I use mind power to conjure up um, a shirt and pants onto me by just thinking shirt and pants and then I have clothing suddenly. Um, Bashan is outside writing in a journal. Um, seems to be a conversation between him and Jade discussing his mum and dad and arranging a time for dinner. I ask him if Jade has come to Perth and Bashan acts as if he has just blown a big secret. We go inside. Um, Seb has an analog synth. Uh, that is apparently why we're there or he's going to buy one. Um, this gets a bit spicy. There are three to four stories in the house. Uh, there seems to be something happening in there. Um, uh, let's, let's keep it G13. Um, we end up at a park with a playground and a new companion. It all becomes blurry from here. But basically we're just partying in this huge mansion. Like a share house, but a mansion by the Swan River. Sounds like the place you used to jam, no? With, who is it? Uh, Lewis's friend? Or... Oh, yeah, it does sound similar to that. In Bassendine, um, was it? Or? Uh, Guildford. Guildford. Yeah, not too, not too dissimilar. <laughs> um, uh, and this one comes right after I'll read this. Right it's it. just like a seven-liner. You'll approve. 11th of the 4th, 2016. Me, Seb, Brashan, and Kira Knightley swimming laps in the ocean um, for this murderous sea pirate guy who was half holding us captive and half teaching us drama and sport <laughs> for school. Um, I dropped my apple in the water from the boat and like swan dived off after it into this serene water and then everything was like fine. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Beautiful. Well, um, well, this one, let's see. October 2nd, 2020. Mark studies to join Mexican Air Force. Good for his Spanish. A five to seven year old Sarah, cute, very cute, uh, in back seat, tells me how she knows what mum's thinking, telepathy, and even what her ancestors experienced. Um, but it's wobbly uh, and heard as voices. 
She's very uh, casual. That was it. But, wow. Um, now what do you reckon? I'm gonna. You know, you only have a couple left yet. Yeah. See. Uh, what else is lurking around in here? Um, um, running over leafy earth with a Native American-looking woman. We both had swords. People attack us, and we defend ourselves. I'm glad I've practiced sword, sword fighting as a kid. Um, and, yeah, that's basically just like some... I think that's it, yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I also have a dream, kind of similar, which was like where I was running at people throwing spears, and this running was very vivid, and I was dodging the spears. Um, and then vice versa, like I think the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, I would like change if someone's got like a knife and I'm like, whoop, like, yeah. kung fuing around. Uh, kung fuing around. Kung fuing around. Um, let me hit this one and say, uh, let's say, I am um, 2nd of the 5th, 2016, uh, it, at an unfamiliar train station, feels like down south. I get on a bus and try to leave. At the first stop, I get the idea to levitate and float home. I'm suddenly soaring through the clouds and making um, decent speed. Later on, I'm in Newcomb Park. I try to fly, but start to fall back down. I recognize that my success has to do with expectation and focus. Um, so I concentrate in a somewhat meditative mindset, and I'm soaring through the sky again. At various points, I felt um, semi-lucid. There was an emotional atmosphere of fun, but also of escape. Interesting. Nice. Yes, very good. Yeah, I think. Let's see. We can throw this probably. This is a short one. Six of the seven twenty-two. Um, Mum breaks down in tears. Says the media are saying perhaps the unvaccinated should commit suicide. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know she senses this Herald's things getting way out of control. I console her and proceed to lock the various doors to our house slash building for her benefit to calm her and show progress. I am later taken in by a big family of Jews who I like a lot and who like me. Bob Dylan appears too, briefly. The father decides to give me an old gun the family slash friends have. I follow him. I feel I am ready to face the evil that has been stalking us. I feel calm. We're like going to like some like I don't know people trying to kill us or something. Well, mm. uh, I think that's they're all very uh, I don't know. yeah intense. <laughs> These ones so far <laughs> clearing what's, houses. What's this one? Uh, There's many beautiful ones here as well. I believe I know. Yeah, sure. This is. I mean, there's someone where basically I'll just tell it because I can't find it exactly. But it's like I'm in the Amazon or something. I'm in a, like a canoe paddling down this mellow kind of quiet river. And then there's a, a channel that goes off to the right. And there's kind of, it's almost like a natural taxi bank for like canoes or like I pull into it and it's like an area, like a turning off. And then I pull up to what's like this canoe aquatic rig. garage kind of thing. And I pull into it. And there's... It's really peaceful, kind of like shelter above there. 
a lot of plants everywhere, a lot of green, um, and yeah, this wooden kind of calm wooden structure, and the boat kind of on both docks. And then I get off, and there's like um, these two people there. So there's this guy, it's like this old man, like very calm um, eyes, and just like very calm and like unconditionally loving, just like you've come kind of thing. And it was like, said something, and it's him and his wife who were there. It was just kind of standing to the back. And there's some exchange between me and the guy. I think I was like a young girl in the dream, maybe. Or maybe I was around, I don't know if it's that, or if I was around like other like young people or something at some point earlier. But at any rate, the guy, this old man, it's like there's some soul connection. And he's like, uh, says something like, uh, um, this is, you know, for most people, the wedding, for most men, like the wedding day should be the happiest day of their life. Um, but this is the happiest day of mine or something. And it's like, almost like he was my teacher from a, I don't know, like a teacher from another lifetime or something like that. It was crazy. Mm. It was like this really just beautiful feeling and, um, just this like recognition of like, ah, oh. and then I was just meant to be just in this little moment. We did. Yeah. Indeed. Hmm. Um, here's another one. <laughs> I mean, just a bit kind of crazy. Like some of these dreams are just like, uh, kind of wild, but, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I guess the important thing probably is not to get embarrassed by your subconscious, I think, you know, when you talk yeah, about dreams, yeah. you know. Yeah, or just gloss over whatever it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Um, dot, dot, dot. But, um, so 3rd of October, I don't know when this was, like, oh, um, see, yeah, just there. 2017, yeah, okay. Yeah, when did you begin your thing? I began in like de December 2012. Huh. What did you, the 14th of December 2012. Yeah, I started the 29th of November 2012, so a week. Two weeks before. Two weeks before, yeah. So maybe you told me about it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Thursday, interesting. So, um, yeah. Um, let's see, uh, so this one is, uh, was it 3rd of October, was a disciple of Yogananda or one like him, wandered Mile End-esque streets, part of Montreal, looking for him, so I was, yeah, looking for my guru, right, an elephant and a man were running from something bigger than both, I became a guru, and upon reaching the heights of enlightenment, I had ascended an escalator to a concrete balcony area between classrooms and a grassy slope f falling uh, off to the left. I cleared away leaves with my feet. Then when teaching a circle of students, I was addressing a beautiful Indian young woman. As an example to illustrate a point, I kissed her on the cheek. She was disconcerted, so I said, Be careful, the mind assumes something sexual, but the guru wants nothing. 
I only kissed you <laughs> to change your energy into a higher state. <sighs> or something. However, damningly, I had the beginning twitches of an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, I was unconsciously undermining my spiritual integrity. <laughs> you were one of those gurus in your dreams. Yeah. Oh my god. Hilarious. Wow. Um, Go on, what do you got? Let's see. Just, uh, maybe I'll go with the very first dream entry I have in here. Which is. I mean, there was some other part that I wanted to put out there that I couldn't remember. Uh, uh, anyway. Mm. Um, this one. 29th of November 2012. Went to Cuba on holiday. The architecture of mine um, seemed like some old Arabian town. And when we get inside our hotel room on the third floor, I had uh, one bed, Daniel Taylor had another. I can't remember the other person. There was suddenly no roof and wall next to my bed. Um, was just a railing next to a massive reef and bay of tranquil water. Um, like this beautiful, like, turfwise expanse. Um, there were these fish snakes later on that had bulbous tails. We swam out through the reef into the water, then to land. I had the strong impression that I had narrowly missed out on the sun-bleached Cuba aquatic childhood experience. I wept as I thought this, and... <laughs> uh, and looked around at the log cabin on the grassy hill um, there was an underground river it was like this just real like poignant like beauty as if like I'd gone there on holiday and I realised that like there was this whole childhood experience there or something or maybe it kind of felt like I had a past life childhood experience there or something I was like the beauty of it or something and um, there was an underground like I felt like home uh, there was an underground river or waterway below the city, which I had yearned for, but it was unavailable. But later on in the dream, it was opened, and everybody, men, women, children, were swimming down it, like this huge water slide. They said, just dive right down, watch out, because it'll be fast at first, but the current will carry you all the way. This was a definite fun slide. It magically became above ground at some point. Reminiscent of the slides on Bubsy uh, on Super Nintendo, or a level of Donkey Kong. Um, very beautiful and summery. There was, so there was this like huge expanse with all these cliffs around and different like tunnels moving and water and trees. Um, there was a very large enveloping sense of freedom and catharsis. Cuba was a water park. So it's kind of like Cuba, but it was this huge right. water park. That's it was like nice. fun slides and sunshine and like trees and everyone was happy. It was beautiful. Yeah. I eventually realized I had told mum I would go around by myself, but hadn't agreed upon a time and place to meet up afterwards. So I headed back to the hotel and she was in the lobby. We didn't know where Jamie was, but I went to the room. Daniel Taylor asked if I wanted the first shower or if he could have one. I said, that's fine. Then he told me he had taken some pills and was getting pumped for something later. Suddenly all of... The, um, the all of that crew um, was in my room 
one of them was somehow my cousin, but I didn't recognize them. <laughs> Some girl kept squeezing my butt and it was slightly uncomfortable. This is when I saw the fish snakes attacking, but apparently being harmless with some fisherman uh, dude in the reef. Um, it turns out there was that plane and having fun. Me and two others quickly swam back to outside the hotel room in abject fear, um, which makes sense considering we were watching from the, uh, which makes no sense considering we were watching from the railing and then suddenly we were in the reef swimming away from these snakes. And then it turned out they were just playing anyway. Um, about this time I woke up and considered the delicate yet powerful feelings of catharsis and childhood love that flowed to the cuba of my dream <laughs> incredible <laughs> yeah beautiful wow catharsis yeah what was your first dream my first dream in here yeah yeah it's quite beautiful was that your first one yeah oh wow interesting did you read your first one right? i did no i haven't yet actually oh, no yeah. um but there's one other one here. well there's two others what this uh, um, I think was that? Uh, oh yeah, that's what it was here. Um, uh, so well, this is some tiny, just silly thing, but it was like um, I'm part of some Tom Cruise esque space commando police squad slash group. I follow some guy along this energy curve, which is like transport. Some conflict, some resolution in a fight scene. Um, many people. Mm. It's from my past life in the Space Force. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, what was it here where there's one quite mystically asked about, uh, like, um, what, maybe it was in the, uh, but... Yeah, about like the meaning of it all. Maybe it would be in this first one. Let's see. I'd say, um, in general, I would say like dreams sometimes just have, yeah, little things that are incredibly profound, like that sacred material thing, or, but things are just really like apt, you know, like for sure. Things will pop up sometimes, like, whoa. But uh, let's see. So this one, 14th of December, 2020. 14th of December 2012. There was a sort of casino slash adventure world slash rock concert slash birthday party. And amongst the blur, I remember dancing around on a big crowded stage with Mark, Didi, a friend's mum. Didi then subtly asked us, asked we get off after helping her son, Pat, give her a piggyback. Um... I also recall going to the toilet only to find it revolved away from its supposed walls, leaving me wiping my butt quickly in front of a picnicking young family. Um, in, a later, in a later phase of the dream, I was on a street corner looking up a long avenue with a few other people when I met a girl um, who was drop everything beautiful with a wide warm smile bright eyes and flowing gold hair like sunlight i found out her um mum was dutch and her father irish at which point breathing in her joy and positivity my mind got blown with an 
intimation that this was my true love. I talked about being Irish and knowing Holland after having lived there a while during my travels. I managed to woo her and the feeling of breathless joy, of overwhelming waves of happiness, absorbing me and filling me uh, as then washed over my shocked eyes was beautiful beyond any words. It was touching base with the oceanic feeling of life loving life, love living love, all the best of conscious experience, um, channeled down the valleys of two unique different people and finding itself in a giddy manic euphoria of remembrance of how good it all can be, how good it always is. Crazy other things happened, like us only just managing to board a spaceship uh, or plane at the end of the avenue, uh, as other people tried to send us away uh, with some uh, without the woman. Um, it says here Anais, I think, or Anis or something, but A N E I S E. Managed to escape, and later I recall some futuristic blue glowing within black thin bars, crazy little piece of technology, either on her head or a ring on her hand, which somehow had a purpose. Getting blurrier, I think the girl and I were also hanging around uh, the tree by Duncraig's school, Oval where we used to hang out with Curtis, Rashan, Augie, Steve, Jay, Steve B, Rob, Seb, Mark, and various cool cats. Uh, the experience left me with an uh, overall feeling of wholeness after swimming freely in the waters of clear flowing and boundless intent and mutually devoted love. There you go. So yeah, it was like some beautiful archetypal, like, you know, uh, woman. And I was just remember like the, the tenderness in the eyes was very beautiful. Like the thing where I'm not sure if it was a visual thing, but all the feeling, but there's kind of some visual mm -hmm. element there, you know? Um, and uh, I was like, yeah. Just like um, when you're reading. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, reading's dreaming too. No, yeah. It's like daydreaming. It's like yeah. focused daydreams. That, that is, yeah, the most common form of daydreaming, probably. Like yeah. The most vivid form of daydreaming. The most useful one. Nature one. Up there. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So, now it's spooky, dark and spooky. We can keep it dark and spooky. So, <clears throat> about the nature of dreams. Is there anything we haven't covered, kind of, going through... I like how we finished with our first dreams. It's nice. Um... Or yeah, recorded yeah. ones, yeah, yeah. Were there any others you want to share? Yeah, oh. I think that's good. Cool. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, about the nature of dreams and, like, you know, we talk about, you know, for the subconscious, helping, like, you know, teach us things and learn things and explore sides of ourselves, our personality, maybe. Not just learn, you know, less about how to deal with things, but just, like, who we are and exploring ourselves or, like, you know, in some ways. Uh, and then seeing the future, just to protect yourself. 
Um, what And the, the feeling of deja vu, another thing we didn't mention, but like, you know, sometimes getting deja vu and feeling like you saw it in a dream, you know? Yeah. And being like, is that just sure. a random misfiring of the or brain? Or is that like, a, you know? Being in a place in your dream and being like, haven't I been here before, like in a dream? Wasn't, you know? Mm. Or waking Recurring up and feeling dreams. like, oh, I feel like that place. That's not the first time I've been in that location. Like Tolkien um, had this recurring dream of some massive wave washing over, rising up and washing over this beautiful, you know, city or wherever, or hillside or wherever he was on, you know, I think it's a city, you know. And he, I believe reading, I believe I read, um, <laughs> I believe reading, um, I remember reading um, him like saying like that, he thought it was a par past life from Atlantis, and that Numenor right. was based on that. But like, things like recurring dreams are very interesting. And then like, and Tolkien, and then I think someone else and his son had that, and it's like, is that because he, I think his uh, grandson or something? Was it yeah, like, or is that like, yeah, just strongly impressed in their memories? Mm, because morphic fields, like Rupert Sheldrake talks about, you know. Yeah, or if, you know, if past lives. Doctor Rupert Sheldrake. Sorry. That's right. Um, if past lives and reincarnation is just how reality works or the universe works, then yeah, you could have the, that experience like that, and then it would be very like power, make a powerful impression on your soul, your psyche, or whatever. But. Mm you if your awareness then after that life goes into maybe another dimension rests a while comes back has another life and so on and so forth um yeah then you might find yourself having that be one of the things that's coming up from your imagination or your connection to the dreamy field of dreaming potentiality so you have these like traumatic experiences come up mm -hmm. like a huge wave. <coughs> i had one dream i remember where i was like had these big like uh gemstone kind of like uh, opal like discs it was like a huge gemstone kind of thing um, looked, when you look into it almost like it looked like mother of pearl like it's just mm. beautiful and huge and it was this big wheel and I was holding it and it was somehow controlling the tide and like the waves are coming in and I was like shaping them with this crystal and I was like playing with them like coming up and down and just like moving around and experimenting with mm. sounds amazing like a yeah I guess uh, manipulating the shape of the wave um yeah, crazy. Um, so, I'd say in general, um, main thing I want to say about dreaming, uh, I think uh, it is a very meaningful part of everyone's life. Whether you rem remember your dreams or not, you know, it's like you have these experiences where, because it is kind of a little wibbly wobbly with the laws of waking reality and stuff. You just have these specific experiences, these dreams that come up, and the ones you remember tend to be the ones that stick out and maybe the best ones. So maybe mm -hmm. not all of them are that interesting or meaningful, perhaps just a reflection of your mind and your state of consciousness. But some of them are, yeah, it's like some of the most beautiful, um, touching experiences that maybe people are missing out. Maybe they feel like they don't have enough love in their life. Then you can... Yeah, these experiences and yeah. like things to remember. You're quite likely to have some beautiful moments and dreams. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like, like people sometimes say, oh, "I don't dream." It's like you definitely dream. Like your brain is the same as everyone else. Like why wouldn't you be dreaming? Like, and yeah, not, I mean, probably just. I, mean, I don't know, but like I yeah, forget. Know, I assume yeah, because it's so easy to forget them. Um, and I think some people, they don't want to be aware of them. Like, oh my God, all that crazy stuff that happened, that's not me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I wake up and I won't remember my dreams. Like I have a, 
Yeah. I think it depends maybe how well you're sleeping, etc. as well, potentially. Like if you wake up and you're exhausted, mm. maybe you won't remember as well as if you went to bed at a good time, you know, 10 p.m. or something, slept for eight hours. Who knows? But I don't remember all my dreams, but I presume I'm dreaming when I, even when I don't remember it, or I'm, yeah? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, I used to have this stuff, Dream Liquid. Do you remember that? <laughs> Dreams come true. Um, yeah. But like uh, I had it next to my bed. It was like this eucalyptus extract or something. Um, and uh, I think something like that. I'm not sure. Um, but like it just said dream liquid on it in like hot pink. You know, it's this little vial. And I'd take, you know, a few drops or maybe like a bunch of drops. Just go, oh, let's, let's yank this up a, a notch, you know. Uh-huh. And it would uh, make my dreams more vivid. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think maybe like that one with the guy it might have been one of them, like with that guy being like, hunger is the mind, you know? Um, and like, because I think that was preambled <coughs> by being on some sort of almost like World War II Soviet-esque like, or like Bob Dylan freight train kind of thing, like thundering across this massive hill, um, expanse of plains of green or whatever and there's this really um, golden sunlight and there's a city, shining city off in the distance and it's all very vivid, you know? Um, I think it was, but like, I think both of that was like this, so um, I might get some trying to get more of that stuff, but yeah, yeah. What was it? Do you know? Not sure. Mm-hmm. Mystery dream liquid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, about the nature of dreams. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, it's like it also uh, implies a lot about like the way we relate to that. You know, it implies it's full of implication. I think you know. Like the fact that all these things are happening, we just forget about it. Like that's kind of like a pattern. Okay, yeah. if you do about that, what else do you forget about? Yeah. Or overlook or justify or rationalize or whatever. Um, how, what other things? Like in a dream, you're like, oh, oh yeah, like the walrus. What, what, why is he here? Like, oh, he didn't, you know, like his, his friends left. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he's part of the gang, whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, sure. And it's just like, you don't question things uh, a lot of the time. That's right. It's like that capacity of the mind. What is the, to what extent is that known capacity operative during the day? Is it 0%? Is it 100%? You know? right. And like things, or, um, the, but also like, yeah, the capacity, like, say to be, wake up during the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and become lucid. That's not just a metaphor for like spirituality, but it's literally, you know, you're literally waking up That's from right. a dream and it's another kind of dream, but it's when you wake up, you know, oh yeah, okay, here I am. Like I've been yeah. kind of, there were these streams of thinking and emotion and I kind of wasn't able to keep track of what was what. And I kind of entered this thing where I thought it was me or, and it's an expression of you in a way, you know, but like we can get into these things where like your free will is kind of not totally at the wheel mm-hmm. and there's not much space around your thoughts. And it's kind of a sense of, you know, less you know, right. free expression. But then like when in you- In waking so, reality. In waking reality, yeah. And I'm sure, I think it applies also probably into the dream space to some extent, but like that, uh, that's what spirituality and awakening is all about. It's like this, um, like what religion is really meant to be about, you know, mm-hmm. rather than controlling everyone is, um, you know, helping people understand, you know, like find God within, find the universe within, which is just like this pure presence of just, uh, awareness. Exactly. Or, and there's no word for it really beyond words, but, and it's literally when you stop thinking, then you can experience it. You can't experience it through words. Um, and but like yeah that when when you enter that blissful state of you know what's it the waking 
um, the sober certainty of waking bliss. Someone called it. I can't remember who. Mm. Uh, you know um, that, like, oh, this is realer than anything, and it's more beautiful than anything. Oh my God, how beautiful! You know, it's That's right. Here I am, and yeah, homecoming. Yeah. And it feels like you've woken up. You know? mm. Yeah, definitely. So, like, yeah, I think levels of awareness in general. That's dreams become more interesting the more aware you become. Uh, even in, even if you're not lucid in the dream, if you're like talking to some Indian guru about the truth of the universe, if that's just the random content of your dream, then that's signifying like a mm-hmm. high level of awareness because clearly you're reflecting on the fact that we're here, how we're here, what does this work, is there a purpose to it, is it, you know, um, why do I enjoy certain things like whatever, why do I enjoy mm-hmm. music, why is there a bliss, to, what is this feeling of bliss and love? It's just random things. We're just in the middle of the universe and it's a fact we're here. You know, you can't pretend we're not. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, you know, getting to dreaming, raising consciousness in general, uh, a lot of promise there. And meditation. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I could go deeper into all those areas, realistically. Yeah. You know, for myself, like, I still, you know, keep it going but like go through phases mm-hmm. of being more uh, more in the flow but more maybe disciplined and it's always like incredible like you just you know yeah. when you're like if you raise your consciousness in this sense of becoming more self-aware putting in that time to slow down thoughts or commit to becoming better not bitter you know and just mm-hmm. be like I should presume you, everything's happening for you not to you and you're on like a journey of learning through your life um you know, like the more you become calm and you follow those things, like just the more enjoyable life is, you know, and like the more fun and silly and all that. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and like a big incentive, a pleasure incentive for spiritual evolution. Mm, really. It makes life better, you know, and even though we all go sort of falling back to an extent, we just, mm-hmm. as the size, remember, in general, there's this fountain of love and beauty and joy that people are tapping into, and we can all tap into it as well if we mm-hmm. remember to, you know. That's right, and not just in the dream, but in waking. Yeah. life and uh yeah like follow our dreams follow our dreams definitely yeah um dream dream and uh what's very dark nice yeah, um it's a good sense we could get closer like this bring your head into oh yeah all right oh should we put on our sunglasses Some candlelight maybe <laughs> just to see the darkness better you know so um yes um, like living your life like a dream, living your life like a lucid dream. You know? right. Yeah, like exactly. I think the the kind of goal, like in a way, like just like it, you take it as you know exploration and um, you know a journey in love and to treat people well or whatever. But to kind of be able to like experience with that sense of peaceful adventure, like that's a dream, you know, um, and which is literally true on a higher level. Uh, but anyway, just as even if you don't believe in all that, well, your life will be better if you treat it like you're living in a dream. You got to go to work. You got to respect people. Um, but yeah, you can like you know just be make it as dreamlike as you can. And you're gonna find certain things that oh I can't maybe <laughs> manifest an apple out of nowhere. It takes time. Um, but like you know if you apply that mindset to it and live like I think you start noticing a lot of very serendipitous strange things as soon as you yeah. start doing that. Anyway, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. You're like hmm. Yeah, it's like law of yeah. attraction, you know. And Elon Musk thinks it's a simulation anyway, or whatever, you know, many right, people yeah. do. But like, the, and you know, 
So yeah, there's all that. It's like that's a, another theory on what's going on or whatever. But like, you know, people who believe in that should also believe in dreams. You know, like the, the possibility that you know it's weird collective dreams going on. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, now you're just saying something. I forgot what it was before about before Elon Musk. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly. About nightmares. Um, dreams. Not about nightmares. Uh huh. Um, that Peace that passes all understanding. Beautiful. Mm, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, uh, maybe it was something to do. Living with, life like a lucid dream. Yeah, living life like a lucid dream. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's also just not taking it too seriously. Being like, like if it was a dream and you were stressing out the next day, maybe you wake a bit stressed. But like if you reflected upon it, you know. We honestly probably have to admit that like that was kind of pointless to be stressed. Like mm-hmm. it was a dream. Yeah, I Imagine if I just was like, oh, well. Sometimes you have a certain opportunity and you choose one thing instead of the other, and you're like, oh man, I should have done that in the dream. Like if I, mm-hmm. it was only a dream mm-hmm. anyway. There was no danger, and I could have. Mm-hmm. What if they're like, hey, you want to go on the spaceship? Like, what would I have seen in the dream? You know, yeah, it would exactly. just be fun. Yeah. So that attitude of just being like, oh, I'm not taking it too seriously. Um, you got to care, but not that much. You know, where you can relax to just see the humor in life and enjoy um if it wasn't mm-hmm. a lucid dream that attitude you probably want to just act with virtue and like good character you know and treat people well mm-hmm. and have fun and like be aware and in the moment be like hey this is like a dream you can kind of think of that with life be like yeah um mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes i'd say even to myself yeah. like i've awoken you know you can yeah. say i've awoken in a lucid dream you know yeah um or i've awoken in, in the dream lucid. You know, kind of working in the dream. Um, mm. As far as waking reality, because we are here and we exist, and like, there's a lot of questions. A lot of people, you know, fair enough, just put it in the later box. Um, but uh, the other thing is, uh, like working in a past life. If you do look into the reincarnation and all that, um, then not just the the fact that I'm here, like I'm working in the dream. Here I am. Mm. But also, um, is this going to be a past life in the future? Mm. I'm going to be looking back on where I was nice. Michael Blue and this time. Uh, and what would I want to see there? And uh, so these are the sort of things where with awareness, thinking where you go, you know, different mm. spaces and times. But um, I'd say yeah. all for the magnifying of love, the increasing of goodwill and love, you know, like the more whatever the different Indeed. esoteric things we go through or, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, just enjoying ourselves more and more love. Indeed, yeah across time and space um and i think for on a people who are maybe more like hesitant to get into it on like that kind of level of people who maybe define dreams interesting but like haven't really gone into it too much and might actually feel a certain hesitation for some reason you know Mm -hmm. um i think it's important to point out that like um the you're not the contents of your mind you're the soul and the, the mind is just, you know, it's the brain you're born with and whatever the mind is on more abstract levels. Um, and, you know, a lot of that's just that the, the history of the Big Bang continued and you've just woken up in the middle of it and it started a long time before you, in a sense, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of your thoughts, you've got your free will if you can wake up. Um, and, you know, to, well, that that's all quite mysterious as well as mystical, you know, how free will works. But nonetheless, like, m- it seems like most of... You know, a lot of the stuff in our heads, or like 
you know, all the stuff in our mind seemingly is just the conditioning of the universe. And it's like, you don't have to take it so personally, you know, mm. do your best to be a good person and be responsible. And if you're being responsible, then you can completely forgive yourself for all the madness that comes up through nature. Like, look, nature's beautiful, but it's also like, you know, wolves eating deer, like, um, alive, you know, not from starting from a very mm -hmm. nice place, you know? Um, and that's just part of the universe. And so there's all kinds of crazy stuff coming up in the universe within us, like thoughts and it's just the monkey mind and the echoes of, you know, like eternity and like just things, trauma through the ages, you know, and there's all these kinds of weird thoughts and like, you know, tensions and things that can kind of get in the, you know, or cause certain w weird dreams to manifest, you know, because mm -hmm. um, there's all these primal energies in us and as ancestral energies or from our own life, things we've done, experiences um, or, and, you know, the um, desires, the shadow. Yeah. What Jung called the shadow, right? Um, or has been called the shadow, um, the, what we kind of are unaware of or hide from, or, you know, the repressed kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but to, to note like, oh yeah, that's just stuff. It's my responsibility to deal with, but it's basically just like, you know, oh, I'm cleaning up the river. There's a bunch of leaves coming downstream and I need to keep the dam clear or else I can see to the bottom of the water, you know? Um, all right. Um, just keep clearing it out, you know? And, um, that's, or keep the river, you know? just clear, you know? Um, and so if you can go, okay, all the weird stuff that comes up, like say, you know, like, uh, um, say for me, I was feeling like as we're reading, you know, yours are like a higher level of consciousness in general, the dreams, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like thinking like, oh, interesting. You know, I felt like a little embarrassed at a point, you know, um, about my dreams. Like, oh my God, where are my cool dreams? You know, like they're in somewhere. But, um, but it's like, it doesn't actually matter because it's just like, you know, we're all developing different levels and in different ways, but like yeah. that, um, all these things, you know, like, um, you could just be aware of it and be like, Oh yeah, cool. But there's nothing, you don't have to like freak out. If you have a dream about some crazy stuff, you know, you just be like, Oh yeah, well I know like nature's crazy and my mind is part of nature. And so there's all these thoughts in there. And you know, if you go into looking into the subconscious, you're going to find some crazy stuff. But exactly. the thing is, if you're holding back, the punchline is if you're holding back from facing that and learning through it and becoming a better person, you know, and just dealing with it and not taking it so personally or not being overwhelmed by it. Just, you know, just face it and write it down, become more aware of it. You know, it, it gets better. Um, if you're kind of cut off from doing that into your dream subconscious, why would you think that's not happening to your, your normal waking consciousness? And so very, it seems the same pattern is surely going to be operating in your normal life where you're going to be repressing things and hiding from parts of yourself and, it's easier and causing to problems. It's, it's the punchline. People think, yeah, but it's too hard to, face you know ignorance is bliss it's like no it's not true it's a lie ignorance is comfort um on one level but from a high perspective it's you know even you know ignorance can be discomfort <laughs> but then there's a, a comfortable ignorance so to speak but even that's part of this greater it's still discomfort from a bigger perspective it's not peace yet you know and so bliss is through truth and awareness yeah. uh, that's the only way you get bliss you can have Always. like pleasure i think it's pleasure and bliss maybe you know pleasure and pain are two sides of the same coin but mm -hmm. you only get to bliss through waking up and understanding, you know, here I am. Um, bliss is like the feeling of being awake, I guess, in a way, you know. Um, and, but yeah, so I think by, as a kind of, you know, litmus test thing or a way of getting the, bo the ball rolling is, okay, how am I dealing with my own things in my, my shadow in my normal life? Well, okay, just getting into dreams and, you know, keeping a daily dream journal, however long it is, and just write my, how I feel about what happened at the end or whatever, um, and just do that, um, and maybe try to explore lucid dreaming if I can get that aware in the dream. 
then um, that's all going to pay all these dividends, not just for learning lessons in general, but kind of making you more aware of your subconscious and um, becoming a better person and living with more integrity, you know? And so I think it's, a, you know, if you can do it with your dream, then that momentum's going to help you and raise you up. If you don't with your, do it with your dream, then the, the momentum of that is affecting you. And at the end of the day, it's easiest just to face it and just be, be honest and be awake. Um, and that's the crazy thing at the end or, you know, at a certain stage of the journey where it's like when you're on the kind of finally, I think, getting somewhere in the spiritual path, it's like realizing like, oh, this is the easiest way. Oh, that's why it's so powerful, like in a way. Mm -hmm. And there's like this saying, this Russian thing or something like uh, some Russian trainer or something had something like um, easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. Mm. And kind of just like just doing what makes sense. It might be a difficult, it might require an energetic shift or something or um, some sort of energy of some kind, you know, in the moment, but then it's much easier. You know, there's like a, a sh an initial investment and, um, or input and then just a huge, yeah. you know, lucrative to lucidity. To be in, if you're, yeah, your intention is to be in harmony with the universe, you know, someone like, you know, where you make something and someone picks it up and drops it and it breaks and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And it's too late, nothing can happen. Having the serenity to let it go, you know, this is examples of being in harmony with the universe in a simple way um but yeah i think there is that like hard choices easy life that kind of thing i think it's also like enjoying it you know just trying to enjoy yeah, as much as definitely possible. and then if we can find enjoyment even in the stuff where we feel triggered or it's difficult or you know whatever the case might be and we're feeling less than great if we can enjoy even that then suddenly you've kind of zoomed out and you're watching the movie and you're like laughing, you're crying, you're eating popcorn or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can, yeah, I think that's the incentive thing, you know, to be a better person, but also just be a, a happier person. I think that's, mm -hmm. if anyone's lacking purpose, that's a good goal. I try to focus on that really. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Happiness, enjoying. Yeah, I think there's many worthy goals yeah, like you could ground into like learning or just happiness or like love, like, you know, giving others happiness maybe or I don't know what, you know, or like just connecting. But um, yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, like that playful thing, like there's some girl who had like this um, injury, cognitive injury, and she used, um, see, it's one of these twins, some Irish last name, Americans though. Sister's like a psychologist, I think, um, but uh, who did some things with stress and how, you know, approaching the stress the right way is like changed into excitement, you know. Mm. Anyway, um, but uh, this, her twin sister had this injury to her head and then she, she couldn't see bright lights and stuff. Everything was intense. Her world kind of got restricted, constricted and shrank down. And then she started treating life like a game, like literally. And she kind of scaffolded it into like a video game thing. Like, okay, I get points for this. I have a daily goal. She set some rules kind of thing. Mm. And she lived her life like a game and she, st she was able to be like, okay, how many seconds can I stay, you know, calm looking um, with the neon lights of the supermarket today? She keep track of it and stuff, you know, and, and she was able to expand her ability to engage with the world and she healed herself, uh, um, her brain, her injury somehow. Wow. She, yeah. Um, and she was on the Rogan podcast talking perfectly like lucidly about all this, um, like ages ago. And, um, it's interesting, like, oh, I like playing, treating life like it's a game. You might think that would make you less productive and less competent, but it's the opposite, yeah. you know, 
and so it's like if you want to take things seriously you need to like lighten up you know um so that's very interesting but then i'd say yeah basically like totally talks about you know three levels of like you know um the suffering but then three levels above that there's acceptance enjoyment and enthusiasm and you know i guess that's mm -hmm. kind of just charting out you know different parts of the spectrum or whatever but um uh yeah the idea of just like um with uh, uh acceptance one interesting thing he talked about is how if you can't you know accepting all you need to do is fully accept this moment right now that's all you have to do the whole in your whole life everything will fall fall perfectly in place if you do that but it's a practice you need to keep doing and doing yeah. and sometimes you might need other words to help you access that presence you know but that's a pretty good one to come back to regularly like yeah just fully accept this moment um yeah. this magic spell should work pretty well yeah but he's saying just go the flow mm -hmm. surrender indeed um and that saying um which requires a vigilance you know like a, a high energy state but it's a very relaxed surrendering letting go thing but uh anyway but uh he talked about how you know if you can't accept it you can you know i can't accept this moment really. okay accept it you can't accept it you know and if you can't accept that okay just accept that you can't accept it and just keep outflanking your mind like, yeah it's yeah. fine no problem you know and it's in a, on basic in a basic level it's the exact same thing it's like your mind tricks you and you go oh yeah and you just come back pull back it's just the arm wrestle going and That's you can do that with enjoyment um yeah. and enthusiasm i think probably also it's just like you can, um, you know, there'll be wobbles in the thing, but the basic thing of your of the back and forth, but you can say, oh, overall, basically what I'm doing here is I'm here to just have fun, you know? It doesn't need to be a progressing even. Just like, oh yeah, it's just, it's all about, you know, playfulness. I think that's quite powerful, you know? Yeah. Joy. Being, being in the moment. Yeah. A, a lot of what children naturally do. Yeah. Indeed. Mm. And elders naturally do. Well, so, well, you know, elders, not the elderly. Oh, yes. Not old people. No. So, um, very good. All right. Well, that's pretty superficial, but, um, yeah, you know, but concise um, investigation yeah. into dreams. A sober uh, appraisal of dreaming. Indeed. I'd say um, I hope we have aroused um, and awakened much curiosity about the nature of uh, sleep and the dreams body. and um, Hungry Jacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Great. So. Um, do you remember that one about um, Om? Om? Yeah. The dream. Oh, well, just the song where we go Om. Oh, yeah, it's a great song. It's a great dream also. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, sing it and dream yeah, we'll it. Dream it together. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Sidney. <laughs> All right. Dream on. Wakefully.